From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. After weeks of speculation, after months of wondering what could happen right now in this moment as we speak, the legal tampering period in the NFL is open, which means absolute chaos can start now. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll get you caught up on what you need to know about your brackets. We'll have a little bit of fun making sure everybody gets theirs filled out and tell you how you can compete with us. But as we speak right now, after weeks of talking about what might happen, how it could go down, what we could see happen during legal tampering, that is no more. This conversation is different because as of right now, teams can start to reach out to unrestricted free agents. Teams can start to actually call and say you up and get an answer and start uh, trying to make deals happen. So Harry, as we sit right now, it's important for everybody to realize number one, we're going to get you every every transaction it is as it happens. When the reports come through, we'll get you there. But number two, there are teams that have a ton of cap space out there. The Bears, the Fal- Falcons, the Raiders, the Texans, the Bengals. And mm-hmm. history shows the team that spends a ton of money actually sees results in the win column today is huge for what's going to happen this season in the NFL. Yeah, it is. And rightfully so. When you're able to acquire players that you think that not only are good, but can change your franchise and change the outlook and the way people, you know, view it. And you want to get on the winning track. If you haven't been on the winning track of late, then signing free agents significantly is, is, is a major way to go for these teams. And you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and what they were able to do a year ago and surrounding Trevor Lawrence with the talent that he needed, with Evan Ingram and uh, Zay Jones and the wide receiver position, just bringing a lot of talent on that defensive side of the ball. I remember them signing uh, Foyer Lewican, who had a hell of a year for him. Those kind of signings are very, very key. When I was in Tennessee, we were able to bring in a lot of guys, Brian Arakbo, and then when I was in Atlanta, we were able to bring in a lot of guys. So this time right now, to acquire players on your football team that can help you and be a difference maker is very, very key to a lot of these teams. Now, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes when they hear that because we've been talking about this so long, but I had the great people at Stats and Info do a little research for us. Now, I'm going to take one team on this year's big money list, the Bengals, and I'm going to throw them out of this conversation for a second. Why? Uh, They've already won a ton of games. They're looking to keep people in the building that they have. But when you talk about the Bears with the most cap space, the Falcons, the Raiders, the Texans, those are all teams that have plenty of room for improvement. So I went to our stats and info group and I said, does it actually work? Tell me, do teams that spend money actually see returns on it? They went back for the last several years. You mentioned the Jags. The Jags were the highest spending team in free agency. Six more wins. The year before that, the Patriots, the highest spending team in free agency, three more wins. The year before that, the Dolphins, the highest spending team in free agency, five more years, five more wins. In fact, if you go all the way back to 2016, spending money results in a drastic uptick in wins every single year. So now when you see a team like the Bears, when you see a team like the Raiders, when you see a team like the Falcons, when you see the money they have to spend, it is fair to look at teams and say, this is your day of hope. Like This is your opportunity to look at your team and say, we are about to get better. And it actually does pan out on the field. 
Well, especially when you look at a team like the Chicago Bears and the Atlanta Falcons. Chicago Bears, they have the most cap space to be able to sign guys. They're looking to build around a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields so they can compete, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. Now the door is more open in the NFC North for more teams to fight and make their claim. Also, the Atlanta Falcons, they have the second most cap space. They have been in financial hell. And haven't been able to sign big name free agents for the last few years because of contracts that they have given to other people. Now, they, they are able to get to a point now where they can sign people. They just signed Chris Lindstrom, who was a second team all pro form, rightfully so. Now you can start to look at other guys you can bring in to surround your team. They haven't been able to rush the passer very well the last f- five years, as, as, as well as defend the pass. So you look at them in a defensive uh, line guy and also a secondary guy. So use up some of that money to fill some holes that you need on defense, too. Now, we're going to keep you updated again on every single transaction. Obviously, a lot of quarterback talk today. Uh, The latest from Shefty in the quarterback mode, this came about 20 minutes ago when the negotiating window for free agency opens, which has now happened. The Texans and Raiders are expected to pursue former 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo per league sources. Jets could also get in, but they're in wait-and-see mode right now. They're in wait-and-see mode because we still don't know where we stand with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm going to make an analogy for you, okay, I'm I'm a I'm a walk you through. You like you know I like two. There's two things I like in my analogies: either food or dating. So I'm going to walk you through a dating analogy, right? Talk to because me. here's the thing: I believe that most of us are let down by our our teams every year. That's just the the result of being a fan, right? Most of the year, uh, most yeah. of us every year we're sort of let down. So I, I look at sometimes the relationship with your team as like a, a destructive uh, dating relationship. So you broke up at the end of the regular season. When you broke up, you had an absolutely perfect vision of what your team, what your relationship really is. You understand all their faults. You understand all they think that all the things they do that make you mad. You understand exactly who they are, and it pisses you off. You don't want anything to do with it. You know right where it is. Today is the beginning of that rebuild. What happens is you get like two months out from it, and suddenly you're sitting there and you're like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I, I really miss her smile. Like, her smile was so awesome. And, and, t- and this week is like the smile week. Like, this week you're getting through the smile, and you're like, oh, you're looking back at pictures, and you're like, you know, things weren't that bad. And then you get to the draft, and when you get to the draft, you're like, oh, but, like, we had our favorite date places and, like, our favorite restaurant. Oh, it's just not the same going there without her. That, that's the next step in it. Then you get to OTAs, and you're like, oh, but you know what? I, I miss coming home to her and like I miss the dogs and I miss all of, like that's what happens then. And by the time you get to the regular season, you've decided you can fix the relationship. Everything's going to be just fine. And you've gone through this whole healing. Then you get to the regular season and all they do is let you down again. And then the cycle repeats. So there's hope today. Like that's what I keep. I keep look, look Jimmy G a month ago. There was a real perspective on who Jimmy G was as a quarterback. There's yeah. a fan base out there today that's going to be putting their hands in the air going glory be to God, we got Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback. Like, that's how much things change in two months. And think about the situation that Jimmy Garoppolo is in right now. He's in a prime position because he has three guys that he's played for that are out there looking for quarterbacks. Robert Sala in the Jets, if they don't happen to get Aaron Rodgers. You talk about Josh McDaniels in the Raiders, but then you talk about D'Amico Ryans in Houston. So three teams mm. that are looking in the market for a quarterback if certain things don't go you know, the organization's way. And Jimmy Garoppolo is sitting right here in free agency with three teams on this list all because of the familiarity that they have with Jimmy Garoppolo and also Jimmy Garoppolo has with them. I, I feel like you could tattoo on some organizations the devil you know. 
right? Like, I was sitting there with a, a former NFL head coach years ago. We were sitting on a tour bus having some beers, and he looked at me and he said, man, you will overpay for mediocrity for a quarterback if you just know that they won't lose you games and you can trust them. And so I, I think there is this moment. To your point, people have been in the building. They know exactly who he is. They know exactly how he preps. They know exactly what he brings to a locker room. They know exactly what they can expect from the player, from the professional, even if they don't know what to expect from his body from a health standpoint. Sometimes you're willing to pay for that because it eliminates the unknown at the quarterback position. And the one thing you don't want to go into is the unknown unless you're going in there with a draft pick you think is going to be an absolute home run. Well, and and with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know what you're going to get, right? And you can still take a quarterback when Jimmy Garoppolo's there because he can be that bridge gap quarterback, right? You you, you want an opportunity, and if you draft a young guy that you want to learn, he could be a guy. He just went through that same situation with Trey Lance, right? And and being able to help Trey Lance along the way. Now, I don't know the the exact details of it, but he he has been in that situation with a young guy, um, well, trying to be at the forefront, but before he got hurt and then Jimmy Garoppolo had to go in there and take over, he's already been through that. So if you're looking at, uh, if you're the Houston Texans and you're looking at this and you're the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders and you're looking at this, you're saying, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that we know isn't going to be disgruntled. He's going to be able to mentor whoever we do bring in at quarterback if that's the route we want to choose. But also he's going to be able to make the plays enough to, to keep us afloat as an organization. Now, obviously, we'll keep you updated. Pat McAfee has tweeted and everybody's wondering, oh my God, uh, this is my theory. My theory is that even if Aaron Rodgers knows today, he ain't going to say a dang thing to anybody until tomorrow when he goes on Pat McAfee because, let's face it, that's going to be historic ratings for Pat. Good for him. I'd hold my truth until I could deliver it myself on the Pat McAfee show also. So uh, Pat has tweeted out, uh, we have no idea. That's it. So the Pat McAfee show letting everybody know that as of right now, <laughs> they have no idea. The Jets have no idea. Nobody has any idea what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. But we do know that we are minutes in to the legal tampering period which means now conversations can start. The reason for anyone that doesn't remember that they did this is because we reached this period where all of a sudden the free agency window would open uh, you know, on a Thursday at 4 in the afternoon, and at 4.01 you'd see this mega deal announcement. It's like, well, how did they come to that agreement in less than a minute's time. So rather than continue the tampering behind the scenes, uh, right now what they can do is they can come to terms, but none of those terms can be signed until Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So uh, that is the important thing for everybody to know. Also important to know, we will catch you up on every single transaction as it happens. One transaction mentioned earlier, the Falcons and guard Chris Lindstrom have reached an agreement on a mega extension. The deal comes in at $105 million over five years, making it one of the league's highest paid guards. Uh, we have multiple sources. Jeremy Fowler tweeted that out about 20 minutes ago. So we will keep you updated on every transaction as it occurs. Plus, I got to tell you a fun way that you can get involved with us in the brackets. We'll do that in a second. But one team has more cap space than any other as the legal tampering window opens. They've already made their biggest move of the offseason, and it was shocking. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. You're watching the ESPN Tournament Challenge Marathon. 
That's right. It is the Tournament Challenge Marathon, and I want to make sure you know you can play against Harry and I, along with the rest of ESPN Radio on ESPN's Tournament Challenge. Download the Tournament Challenge app. Fill out your men's and women's brackets. Don't forget to join the ESPN Radio men's and women's groups in the game. Uh, Thoughts and prayers to all the women's teams that are going to try and take down South Carolina because nobody's been able to do it yet this year. So let's see how that one goes. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel Lady Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, I promised you, you would get every piece of news as it breaks. And we've got a bunch of it. Legal tampering, the as it's known in the NFL, opened about 17 minutes ago, which has led us to several different reports. There's a lot out there, and I uh, want to get you caught up on a few of them. Number one, Jonathan Jones, the corner uh, for the Patriots. It, it appears, according to sources, that he is re-upping with New England for two years, so he will stay where he is. It looks like the Bears are going to be signing Eagles linebacker TJ Edwards to a three-year contract. According to Diana Rossini, the Bucks are showing interest in Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett, all of these big things, but there is one, I think, mini mom in this one. There's one big piece of news that we've already gotten just two minutes ago. Adam Schefter tweeted out Chargers running back Austin Eckler is requesting permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade after preliminary talks with the team aimed at a contract extension did not progress, according to his agent. So, uh, Harry, I mean, I know you can look at it in a world where we're in a world where we know that uh, Justin Herbert's about to get paid. Austin yeah. Eckler's turning around saying, I want mine too. And th- while I'm not saying it's Batman and Batman, if Justin Herbert is Batman, Austin Eckler has been his Robin and very significant in that offense. Yeah, and also the pass game as well. You talk about a running back who had over 100 receptions last year and over 700 yards. So he's able to get it done on the ground, but also through, uh, throughout the air when it, when it comes to being a receiver for Justin Herbert. Now, I'm, keep, I'm up here thinking about, you know, Kellen Moore ha- has now became the offensive coordinator. Are they looking for, you know, a running back that they can feature more Across the board, when it comes to in between the tackles, outside zone, that type of running back, because Austin Eckler is a smaller back, and he has proven that he can get things done. But it's Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator looking for a bigger back that can do more within the run game. That is such a smart point by you, and I, I never take for granted the fact that I get to sit here and hang out for three hours every day with somebody that I'm such a good friend with. I forget he played ten years in the league, and then you just <laughs> drop these nuggets of knowledge that are like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because when you start thinking about Austin Eckler, who has made no bones about the fact that he intends to continue to producing, he doesn't want his workload light. We asked him jokingly when we had him on around. Yeah. The Super Bowl about if he wanted somebody to share the load with him, and his answer was pretty adamantly, "No, I'm good." So if you're Austin Eckler, you've put on on tape what you think you need to go out there and get a mega deal for one of these guys that is worth a mega deal in 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 this process where you can look at and say to get paid at that level, you better be really good at not just running the ball but good out of the backfield. He's got to be looking at it saying, "I want to protect mine moving forward," which I think more and more running backs are going to do if you don't see an imminent. Uh, extension on the in the future go out and get yours as fast as you can because you're only going to get one shot at that big deal yeah and, I, and I'll say this I, I felt like the Los Angeles Chargers needed to run the football more effectively last mm-hmm. year and I think moving forward as well um Austin Eckler, I know I talked about him, uh, them getting another running back to share the load with, and sometimes it has to be like that. And I know he probably wants to be on the field uh, majority of the time, 
But to have another back that can do, you know, a multiplicity of different things and, and, and can add a different dimension to the game that y'all haven't showed as an organization, as an offense, I think it'd be very valuable. Now, it's all up to Austin Eckler and if he wants to share that load that way. But it sounds like he probably doesn't. Again, that is on the breaking tweet that Austin Eckler is requesting permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade after preliminary talks with the teams aimed at a contract expen- extension did not progress. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Now, we were talking earlier about why this day matters. Uh, the team that has spent the most over the course of the last eight years has seen a drastic uptick in wins the following year. No team can spend more money today or over, over the course of the next week than the Chicago Bears. And they've already been active because I think most people at this point are aware of the massive trade that the Chicago Bears made yesterday uh, that rocked the draft before we even got to the point where the draft usually start, starts. So uh, Chicago has made a massive trade where they get pick number nine they get which is in the first round obviously they get a 60 the pick number 61 second rounder this year they also get the first round picks in 2024 and 2025 of the carolina panthers and wide receiver dj moore in exchange for that hole that massive bucket all of a sudden the bears find themselves picking nine and the carolina panthers who we know are quarterback needy have immediately hopped up to number one overall and they give themselves the opportunity to uh to to pick the quarterback of their dreams the question is for chicago i mean how much of a leap do we need to see from from justin fields to justify not taking any of these quarterbacks well a, a, a significant leap and justin fields did some miraculous things last season especially in the run game and running the football. But now, uh, can he get better as a passer, right? And that's one of the things he's going to focus on this offseason as a, uh, individually and also for team success. Now, I think the best thing that the Bears did was get him a number one wide receiver. And DJ Moore has been all of that. Five years he's been in the National Football League, over 5,200 yards and 21 touchdowns. He's a guy that you can count on, and I've seen him a lot being here in Atlanta and my ties to the Falcons and watching them against the Carolina Panthers. DJ Moore has been a nightmare for a lot of teams in the National Football League. So now you have a true number one. Now Darnell Mooney can go to number two or Chase Claypool, however you want to do that. Now things are going to start clicking together. Now you add some offensive linemen. They have the most cap space plus hell of, I'm going to say hella. Hella draft capital to bring in guys. So the Chicago Bears this offseason don't have any excuse, but taking the proper steps, getting out of that number one pick was the thing that they want to do right here, and they made that step. It's amazing you just mentioned one thing that the Bears need to do, which is address the offensive line. According to Diana Rossini just one minute ago, the Chicago Bears are targeting right tackle Mike McGlinchey. The two sides are talking and hope to get a deal done per sources. The Athletic had Mike McGlinchey ranked as the fourth best offensive tackle on the board going into free agency, the 18th best player overall going into free agency. So this is the type of swing you're talking about, Harry. This yep. is Chicago looking at it and saying, guess what? We know our weaknesses and we got the cash to address them. This is exactly what you want to see. If you're Justin Fields, all the weapons are great, but you also don't want to get murdered behind that offensive line again this year. So it's important that they address that. Yeah, so you talk about a guy, Mike McGlinchey, who's been a winner, who's won with the San Francisco 49ers, who's done it at the highest level. So now you're going to bring him over from a winning culture to let those seeds grow in the Chicago Bears organization. Let guys know how it's supposed to be done. Be another leader, especially up front for the Chicago Bears. I hope this gets done because I like the move for their, for their team and also for Justin Fields moving forward. And it's just – it's incredible to me because this – is the equation. I, I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face about every one of these young quarterbacks. 
When you have identified the guy and you think you have the guy, you then have an obligation within your organization to get every weapon around them to see if they actually are the guy. The minute the Bears traded out of one, they told everybody definitively what they've been saying anyway, and people didn't want to believe, that they believe Justin Fields is their guy. Now, by getting T.J. Moore, now, by already in the talks, according to Diana Rossini with Mike McGlinchey, they're putting themselves in a situation to try and emulate the same path that we've seen from teams like Philadelphia. The question is, will it work? Aaron Rodgers, by the way, is on everybody's mind. We don't have any news yet, but he has told us a definitive answer to the time limit question, at least. The question is, if you're the Jets... Is time already out? Plus, one expert, we were just talking about Justin Fields, one expert that we have here thinks there's about to be an unbelievable leap. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I'm Christine Lisi. The NFL legal tampering period has begun. Teams can start negotiating with pending free agents. Free agency officially starts Wednesday, and neither the Packers nor the Jets currently know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Over the weekend, the veteran QB said it won't take long before he makes a decision. The likelihood is he asks the Packers to trade him to the Jets or he retires. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports Chargers running back Austin Eckler's asked for permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade after contract talks with L.A. did not progress. The Falcons making Chris Lindstrom the highest paid guard in the league. The sides agreed to a five-year, $105 million extension, reports Schefter. Ole Miss has hired former Texas coach Chris Beard as the Rebels' next head basketball coach. Texas fired Beard in January after his arrest in a domestic incident. The charges against Beard eventually were dropped. Breaking news, the Panthers have decided to move up to take the number one spot from the Bears. The Bears were in position to make this deal, and they had multiple suitors for the number one overall pick. Oh, this is a slam dunk for the Chicago Bears. You're talking about, you know, the fact that they got Justin Fields, and now he has true number one in D.J. Moore. The teardown was the right move, and now this is a quality move by a second-year general manager beyond a quality move. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll get to the very latest on Aaron Rodgers when we have it. But this is not a shocking revelation to anybody. Nobody has it. McAfee tweeted out, we don't know. The Jets don't know. The Packers don't know. Hell, I'm not even sure Aaron Rodgers knows right now, so I don't know why we're supposed to know. But if he has an enlightening moment, like if like the clouds separate and suddenly oh, something comes down and beams him up and gives him all the insight he needs on whether or not he's going to play and if he wants to play for the Jets, you'll hear it here first. I promise you that. Uh, but while that we have no news on that in the NFC North, we do have other news, as we talked about earlier. The Bears traded the number one pick to the Panthers. They get ninth overall. They get a first-round pick in 2024, a first-round pick uh, in 2025, they also get a second-round pick uh, this year, and they get DJ Moore. So a bunch. Uh, the Panthers get the first overall pick in the 2023 draft. We all know that. Uh, so the question is, what's it mean for uh, Justin Fields? And we were talking about that a second ago, but it's something that Dan Orlovsky had plenty to say about on Get Up this morning on what he's expecting from Justin Fields. Yeah, he'll be in the MVP conversation. I mean, J- Justin Fields accounted for 25 touchdowns last year with the worst situation in football. 
And I laterally compared it to Jalen Hurts in Philly, also Josh Allen in Buffalo. Both those guys made that quote-unquote third-year jump. Justin has been a better player in his first two years in the NFL than both Jalen and Josh were, with way less help than those two young players had. You buying it, Harry? Ooh, I had to think about this one for a minute, right? Because I look at Jalen Hurts and what he was able to do in year two, over 3,200 yards passing, Mm. completing 61% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions, but he also rushed for 784 yards and 10 touchdowns. Now, if we're just talking about the season, I don't know. I don't think, you know, his second season was better than than Jalen Hurts because also Jalen Hurts went to the playoffs. Now, when you start to add what's around these players and these teams, then, yes, it does make more sense because no way in the hell did Justin Fields have what, you know, Josh Allen had, uh, nor did he have what Jalen Hurts had when he was in Philly. And that's before A.J. Brown and all those guys even came over. But he still had guys on that roster. Miles Sanders was still there. Devontae Smith was still there. Dallas Goddard was still there. And that offensive line was still intact. So n- now that I think about it a little bit, because at first I was a little weary about when I, when I heard it. But when you add the supporting cast to it, yes, Justin Fields has played at a level, I think, better than both of those guys. Well, and I think he can take a step to an MVP level because that's what we see in these situations. It's really interesting to me, Harry. You were just talking about some of the stats. I really think as a society of football Mm -hmm. fans, we need to stop looking at passing yards for these new generations of quarterbacks and passing touchdowns as the only metric. We almost need to come in and say, because you mentioned the rushing yards and the rushing touchdowns. For a lot of these quarterbacks, that's going to be a huge part of how they're judged. If you look at this incoming draft class, when you've got guys like Anthony Richardson and Will Levis that can do a lot on the ground, and then you look at some of the guys we're talking about, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, uh, even Josh Allen, instead of just looking at their passing yards, we really need to start looking at total offensive yards total offensive touchdowns and crediting the totality of what a player is doing because that's the new way the quarterback position is played. Now, if you're the Bears, you're going to go out and you're going to spend this offseason to try and fix everything. You ripped it down to the to the absolute studs and now you yep. have to rebuild the house. I think in this situation, by getting DJ Moore in this trade also, they've just really put themselves in the spot where he's got weapons everywhere. Now the question is, can they keep him upright? And if they can, then he takes a meteoric leap. And why would he not be in the MVP conversation considering Jalen Hurts was able to do that? Well, yes. And, and, and then you look at the things that Justin Fields was able to do last season. If he can fine-tune things and, and, and get these weapons, the football, uh, where they need the ball at and – can the offensive line hold him up right? It can be scary because he showed us last year the reason why he sh- probably could have made an argument and should have been the first quarterback taken, right, the, with the way he – how dynamic he is with the football in his hands. But, listen, I'm, I'm just proud of Ryan Poles and them being able to make this move and identifying what they need for Justin Fields because the proof is in the pudding. You have Josh Allen. You have Justin um, Justin Herbert when he, when he has weapons. You have seen uh, Trevor Lawrence when he got the weapons. And also Jalen Hurts when, when the Eagles started to surround him with more playmakers. You've seen the leap. You've seen the jump. Now I think it's on Justin Fields to make that jump and prove why he is the franchise quarterback for the Chicago Bears organization. A couple of transactions to keep you updated on. The Ravens have tweeted out that they have released defensive end Calais Campbell. Uh, So obviously they lose one of their 
veteran leaders and a presence. I think somebody that's been around the league a long time, Harry, when you hear Calais Campbell, I don't know that his play <laughs> still matches what we think of when we think of Calais's uh, career. But, man, you talk about somebody that has been impactful. And also this Justin, Jason mm-hmm. Kelsey has tweeted out, I put much thought into whether it makes sense to play another season after talking it over with my wife and many other friends and family. I've decided to return for another year. Thank you Ooh. to all my supporters and detractors for fueling me. I ain't done yet. He used a word there that I can't use. No, no, no. I think that that was probably one of the most important things for the Philadelphia Eagles in their offense. Jason Kelsey, because he's such a veteran and he does so much within that run game and, you know, pulling and just having the athleticism to be able to get to different spots when you're asked to be on the move at the center position. So that this is huge. This is huge for Jalen Hurts, and this is also huge for this offense. Yeah, I, I agree, and it gives him – he had to do this today. He didn't have to do this today. But by doing this today, it really helps the Eagles because they know where they stand at that position offensively. Mm-hmm as they go into their offseason strategy. We've talked a lot about it. The Eagles have a bunch of free agents that they're going to have to make some decisions on, so it's not as simple as running back. But this definitely helps them with a little continuity. You guys, don't forget, you can play against Harry and I along with the rest of ESPN Radio on ESPN's Tournament Challenge. Download the Tournament Challenge app. You do this every year. It's probably still on your phone, but it's got the little cloud emoji. Go get the Tournament Challenge app. Fill out your men's and women's brackets. Don't forget to join the ESPN Radio men's and women's group in the game. That's important. you got to join that group so you can compete with us. That is one thing I know. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly 700 bucks on average. Legal tampering has opened. It opened about 40 minutes ago, so there's a lot of breaking news. We will cover all of it. As every single signing comes through, we will make sure you're updated on it. And the other big news, not just related to that, Austin Eckler has asked the Chargers to allow him to pursue a trade because they cannot come to an agreement on their contract. A lot of NFL news today. We'll continue to break it down. Importantly, is time actually up for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers? Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Multiple Jets team officials fly out to meet with Aaron Rodgers in person. You put the owner on the plane, you put the team president on the plane, you put the head coach, GM, the offensive coordinator on the plane. You're not doing that because you're hoping he'll listen. You're doing that because you're hoping to walk away with some sort of resolution. That certainly indicates a strong chance that it's heading in the direction of him being traded to the Jets. I don't know about you, Harry, but if I hopped on my private jet, I flew all the way across country. I got down on one knee. I presented a beautiful ring. And I said, will you marry me? And the response was, let me think about it. And I hadn't heard anything back at all almost a week later. I'd be a little nervous. 
That might be where the Jets are right now. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. And you all like, this gets complicated. And, and I know if you're listening, you just got in your car, you turned on the radio, you're sitting here thinking, why are we talking about Aaron Rodgers again? Well, today begins legal tampering. And that means that starting today at noon, teams could contact agents and start to talk to players that are unrestricted. Nobody, I should stress, nobody can have a conversation with Lamar uh, at all until Wednesday. Nobody? Nobody can have Nobody? Con- Nobody can have any not, con- even, not even those uninterested teams? Nobody? They can't even reach out. <laughs> it is against the rules. Nobody but the Ravens, that, that, as Evan quickly corrects, uh, Baltimore could. Nobody but the Ravens can even text him you up until Wednesday at 4 p.m. But everybody else right now that's not restricted in any way is reachable, and that leads to the reports that we're seeing out here. Uh, Diana Rossini uh, tweeting it out earlier that both the Raiders and the Texans expected to be aggressive in pursuit of Jimmy G. So if you're the Jets, you're looking around and you're like, "All right, well, I I flew across country on my PJ, and I gave you the big ring, and I said, "Will you marry me?" And now, like, you haven't even texted me back to be like, I hope you're having a good day. And I'm over here wondering what's (laughs) going to happen with Jimmy G. Like, this is the worst case scenario for the Jets continually unfolding in front of our eyes. It's what's your plan after Aaron Rodgers if you're not able to get him. And a lot of people, for some odd reason, are focusing in, hey, the Jets, if if they get Aaron Rodgers, it looks like it's going to happen. But what if it doesn't happen? What's your plan after that situation, if it fails, if it doesn't go through, what are you going to do? What, who's going to be your quarterback cho- choices? Who are the guys that you're going to target? All these things the Jets had to be asking themselves. They had to. There's no way they're sitting up here waiting on Aaron Rodgers without other things going on in their mind that they can do if they don't get him. So that's where I'm at with the New York Jets. So I just quickly pulled up. The Athletic has a really nice ranking. Free agency rankings by NFL position. Lamar, number one. So we'll put Lamar in a separate conversation because nobody Mm -hmm. can talk to him yet. Jimmy G, number two. Now, according to reports, again, the Raiders and Texans are going to be aggressive. That means one of them won't get Jimmy G. Jacoby Brissett's number three. I would think that whoever doesn't get Jimmy G is then going to be aggressive within the next couple of hours on moving on towards Jacoby Brissett. After that comes Gardner Minshew. Right, So after that comes Andy Dalton. This is why it becomes a problem for the Jets because if you have to wait a day or two, or three, then you're going to be going to the Jacoby Brissett's of the world saying, hey, 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 don't listen to that offer right now. We might have an <laughs> offer for you in two days. I don't know how y'all do business. I would not personally. You know what, guys? Look, here's I'm not. I, I, you want it, me? You, you want me to wait on you? That's what you're saying. Yeah, you want I, me to wait on you, Harry? I know that you've got an offer right now to go somewhere and hang out and get handsomely paid and be the starter. But I would like for you to wait the next two days while we figure out if we would like you or not. You in? <laughs> Where they do that at? Uh, exactly. That's my, I mean, it's my response. I, I mean, that's, that is, at some point, if you're looking at what the, the Jets' sales pitch is, that's all they got. And if you're Jimmy G or Jacoby Brissett, you don't want to wait for somebody else to make a decision, which is why I think there's such a sense of panic around the NFL community because most of us sitting around looking at this are saying, well, my God, how long can the Jets wait? I, 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 don't, I don't think they can wait long. I, I really don't. And this is the situation. This is the the the, the area that uh, Aaron Rodgers puts you in, man. So when you go all in and you want a Rod, and rightfully so, because he's a wonderful talent. But on the back end, these are some of the things that you're gonna have to deal with when it comes to you know time is of the essence right now for the Jets. Free agency is starting. 
So they need to know things right now. So they need to know the moves that they are able to to make or not make when it comes to free agency. Well, and if you don't believe me when it comes to all of this, I understand it. If you have the blinders on and you think everything's going to be just fine, well, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, he's who we're talking about. Adam Schefter, the ESPN senior NFL insider, was on Get Up this morning and talked a little bit about this timing and what it would do to the Jets. Let's think about it this way. The Jets and Aaron Rodgers went on an elaborate date last Tuesday at his house in Los Angeles, spent a lot of time together, had a great time. Just think of all the times that you dated, Greeny, anybody else has dated. If you had a great date on Tuesday and then didn't hear from the person you went out with in almost a week, you'd begin to wonder what the hell is going on, right? So I think that's fair to wonder. And I think when last week started, there were people around Aaron Rodgers who felt like retirement was the likely course of action. Do my breast stink? You know, did, <laughs> did my eyeshadow not match my outfit? Was my hair not cut enough? Like, what? That breast stink went to really get them. <laughs> I, I mean, the funny thing is, you know you're looking at your phone for the first day or two, and you're like, well, I gave my full sales pitch on that. Like, I, I thought, I, I pulled up in a private jet. Like, I stopped everything, and I got a private jet to get out there. Like, that has to have – if you're the Jets, and you went out, and everything that we've heard, every single report that we've heard since then, is the Jets felt like they put their best foot forward. They felt like they represented the organization. Woody Johnson felt like he represented their values. Like they did every, the Jets feel like they really made a compelling sales pitch. So what I'm hearing now is you did your best and you haven't even gotten to thinking about you text sense. I'm laughing so hard right now because Aaron Rodgers is so unbothered. Like he is so unbothered. He doesn't care who's waiting and who has to wait. He's going to do it on his time and his time only. That's why I'm laughing and chuckling right now. I mean, I have absolutely no secret insight to this. None at all. I'll be the first to admit <laughs> that. But man, it just really, really feels like at some point this is going to end up poorly for him. And Aaron Rodgers is going to wait to tell everybody what he's doing on Pat McAfee's show tomorrow. Like, if I was here, and that's what I would do. I would tell everybody what I'm doing and then tell everybody that the plans cancel. If it gets leaked, I'm, re- I'm releasing it on McAfee. We'll see if that's true. There's one move that could impact the Aaron Rodgers saga, and we'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 